Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Tim Fall Hat. Uh, real quick, uh, we want to thank uh, Athletic Greens for sponsoring the show. Here's a word from Athletic Greens. I take Athletic Greens every day because I want better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, okay? I hate taking a bunch of pills and vitamins. I want a supplement that actually tastes great and want to see what the hype was all about. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. And it's real simple, okay? It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb, okay? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your, in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash timfoil. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash timfoil to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Enjoy the show. Timfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tipful Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Join me as always, Xavier Guerrero and Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? Hey now. Uh, we have a great show for you today. We're going to get into the whole fashion. What's the name of that fashion group? Balenciaga. Yep. Balenciaga. We're going to get into that. We're going to discuss the uh, cultural Marxism in schools with Lindsay Sharman. Uh, very excited to have her on. It's a great discussion. We're not going to take you too too long here, but please go to samtriplee.com. This weekend, we have two shows, and they're my final row gigs of 2022. Uh, we're going to be in Calusa, California. We're going to be at the Calusa Casino Resorts. Xavier Guerrero, uh, Eddie Bravo, myself. And then Fresno, we're coming. Tickets are moving. At the time of this recording, there's about 40 tickets left. 40 tickets left. So grab your tickets quickly. Uh, you can grab uh, the combo tickets, which gets you into both shows, or you can just do stand up, or you can just do Swarm Tank. Uh, swarm Tank is when we discuss all, uh, we answer your questions, and it's classic. And Eddie Bravo always has a new story I've never heard before. Oh, dude, so, the last one was fire. Crazy Woo. fun. So go uh, check that out. Again, that's at samtriplee.com. And uh, enjoy this show. 
We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. Very excited to have this guest back. You know, we always start off, we're going to talk about one thing, but we've just been firing off all these topics before, so this will be a smorgasbord of conspiracies for you. She's got a great podcast. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. She has a great uh, Rockfin channel. Her TikTok looks like it's uh, excellent. I'm very excited. to have, From Rogue Ways Podcast, please welcome Lindsay Sharman. How are you, Lindsay? I'm fantastic. It's always awesome to be here with all of you guys. And uh, thank you so much for inviting me back. It's an honor. Well, we love having you on. We always have great discussions and you always bring some interesting stuff to the table. So I'm glad to have you back. Uh, for those who may not be familiar with you and what you've been doing, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where they can find your podcast? Yeah, uh, I am a spiritual teacher and healer. I'm also the host of Rogue Ways, where I interview people on all kinds of stuff, literally everything, science, religion, culture, society, conspiracy is a lot of it. That's my main gig. Uh, and then I also do Middle Path, which is a spiritual show. It's not unlike Zero, I think, where we're, I think we're both trying to bring people sort of like things they can actually use and things they can actually do, you know, practical spirituality rather than the woo-woo kind of bullshit um <laughs> i always say <laughs> i always say i'm trying to cut through like the new age fluff garbage uh and actually get back to where people can you know really experience themselves as what they actually are which is a soul a mind a body and a heart and i think it's really important i think that's been purposely hidden from us and removed from us so that's kind of my uh one of my missions but Rogueways is on, like you said, every podcast platform that you can find, and also you can get the show on Rockfin. I'm currently banned from YouTube yet again. Can't uh, upload, can't live stream, just, whatever. I, I, again, we, we were talking about this before. Like, like whose social media allows to... And this is nothing against anyone who's allowed to do it that are doing conspiracy. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not uh, angry. I'm happy for you that you were. You got through uh, somehow. You're a free slave, and you. You got through. <laughs> and you can do these conspiracy shows. I don't know what it is. Like on Instagram. Like like we're we're gonna sh we're gonna record a broken sim tonight. The the stuff I'm getting dinged on on Instagram. I, I don't even get it. I go, what? Is, how is that offensive? Uh, was Some it the fat baby? kid yeah. saying "kick ass" is like is like a violation. Like you got, literally, you got, you got dinged for violence on that one, didn't you? It's Wasn't like that? unbelievable, yeah. dude. And then I watch these guys. Like sometimes I start, where? What are you on right I'm now? What do you yours. want, bro? I'm pulling up your like. Your I'm like I'm um. <laughs> I'm like watching some of these Instagram channels. And I'm so happy for them because they're doing straight on conspiracies and they're getting like hundreds of thousands. Uh, of views. So the question is, uh, the the question is, how is that possible? The answer is either they're way better at the, at it than I am, which is uh, an option, or like old school conspiracy theorists are still in the, in the the scope of these snarky woke AIs, right? That you know have blue hair and a T shirt that says the future is female right you know that's that's well we saw cool. some proof of that at twitter over the did you see elon like going to that uh that closet with just full of uh stay woke t-shirts that the twitter employees and then all you see the one ask for them back like can we get them that's crazy we worked hard on that merch isn't that so funny i don't i don't get it man i i, I just don't. we have the proof now and then dude if he comes out with that stuff about what they did 
withholding information about Biden's laptop pre-election. But, I would love to see it too, but what what do you think's going to happen with that information? Well, no, it's just it, it now we can hold it in the face of people that say, say we're being crazy. We're, we're a little dramatic about it. We're not, obviously. Yeah, but it's kind of too late for that. We have the proof. Well, I mean, we we know that's real. Yeah, but but that's from a mainstream source like that, it would mean more, I think. Do you think that on MSNBC, you see Rachel Maddow. EM. Absolutely not. No. I mean, so like. Nobody watches that anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just an interesting thing. It's just all theater in the haunted house. Right, Lindsay? I they're mean, doing, like, they're doing a great job. You know what will always be so telling is things like the Balenciaga stuff. None of these. You can go find all of these uh, models and whatever for Balenciaga, and you can look through their Instagram, and you can see the most vile and disgusting pedivore shit and that's never censored that's never downgraded it's never hidden it, it gets the reach like that's allowed always right all the all of the uh celebrities are going to come out against you if you say anything about a certain tribe of people who's over in the middle east who seems to run a lot of stuff and if you do that you are you know, the worst, all these people will speak out against you. But if you have like a toddler holding a fucking BDSM bear, or you have some nasty, have you, the, the art of the people who are in yep. that same ad campaign by Balenciaga, there's two books behind uh, one of their models and both of the artists, just like that sick shit that was like with the Podestas and what they had on their walls, worse, worse than that. Just little kids being eaten and tortured in satanic rituals. None of that is banned. None of that is being spoken out against by any of these celebrities. In fact, Kim Kardashian came out and she was like, oh, no, it's like cool, you know, because like I called Balenciaga and I asked them how they felt about it. And they were like, oh, we're so sorry. And, you know, we're just going to like fire that photographer like the photographer did that. This is not a photographer's job. The photographer's job is to press the button and make the shot. That's it. Right. But she's saying, you know, oh, they owned up to their mistakes by throwing this photographer under the bus. So I'm going to still be like with them in their campaigns. Or Nobody's speaking out against it. None of it's banned. It's completely crazy. So, yeah. I, and here's the whole thing. I don't know if you guys have seen, but in this Disney Christmas yep, uh, thing that yep. just came out. Uh -huh. Have you seen this? Yep. So <laughs> the kids the kids or some else dressed as kids. I don't know what it is, but they run out. And um, basically, it's like a, a Christmas message. What is it exactly? It's like they're supposed to be spe spelling out Santa, but before it spells Santa, it somehow perfectly says Satan. Yeah, because they have the oh, same yeah. words. And yeah, it, it makes uh, yeah. But it says something like we worship. It's meant to say we worship Santa, I believe. But it comes out as we well, worship. Why would you even say we worship Santa? Like that doesn't even right. make sense. That's but I, I look it up. I'm, I'm trying to find it. Yeah, you're on it, dude. He's on it. Let's see how long this takes. But um, uh, it, 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 here's what people need to understand about Hollywood entertainment on a legacy level. There are so many steps that take to get something to presentation and put out to the people. To consume yeah. there's so many eyes at each level on the product that nothing can just slip through now sometimes what they'll do is they will they will let something kind of get out 
to cause commotion to have people talk about. That will definitely happen. Is it here. we love you, Satan? Is that yeah, what yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah, we love. Okay. Oh, you got it. Okay. Yeah, I, I had a we, yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it comes out on Disney and it says. Uh -oh. Can you find it? Yeah, it's, it's good. If I want sound. Let's see. Right will she be able to see it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is on uh, Disney. I don't know what is the program. It's I think it's some Santa Claus movie that just came out. Like it's the Santa Claus. Yeah. Like so it says we love you, Satan, and you're like, oh my God, so crazy. Oh, it's a joke in the show though, right? I get it. Um, I give you. I like, get it. I get it. Yeah. So they move it around, and then it's like, okay. you know, but. So we're in this place, Johnny. Is everything literal? Is everything? Can we take a joke? Okay, that could be a joke for sure. But there's definitely well, they definitely meant it as a, I mean, like they want us to think they meant it as a joke for sure because him doing like the you guys got to swap back. Yeah, but whether they did or not, that's a whole different question for sure. I mean, well, did you guys see this book, this children's book that came out too, and it's like. I think it's literally called A Child's Guide to Summoning Demons. And what? it's all like cutesy. Yeah, dude, you can go find it on Amazon right now. That's what it's about uh, normalizing it, it, right? Yeah, and it's all it's cutesy. And I kind of was like, I don't know. People made those t-shirts that were funny and hot topic that was like my first demon summoning or something. You know, there's some, I I can see like the humor, even though I don't personally like I'm not into it. <laughs> but um I can understand it at least and not be totally offended by it. But when you're like this book, you can go look at the different pages of it and it's not just like, oh la la la, we're summoning demons. It's like here's the demon's actual name. There's actual instructions about like how to call on it and whatever and be its friend. Oh, there it's it is. The children's yeah, book of demons. It. And it's got that's a wacky, it. wacky demon face on it. Like, I'm a wacky demon. Look inside. Does I'm it like it? Let me look inside. Out. Yeah. Uh, and you can see. Yeah. Oh, see? see, that's yeah. its actual name. That's its actual information. I mean, why are you giving this to kids ever? That's its actual sigil. It's not just like a cutesy little book. This is like dark, dark. Oh, shit. here's okay. Corden is one Johnny, funny demon. Johnny, do not summon demons. No, it's, it's, it's Corden no. is one funny demon. Is what it says. <laughs> Corden is one. Oh, my God. Having been around for thousands of years, he has heard every joke. Okay, can you, what, are you, what are you doing to me? Oh, you you do? oh my bad. I didn't know you ever, were ever told and seen every amusing sight from dinosaur poop to banana peel slips. His goofy gags and comedic skill <laughs> can make you the life of the party. So if you ever need to get laughs, he's your guy. Of course, dealing with Corden can be challenging as he only speaks in riddles and jokes, leaving you either baffled or unable to speak from laughing so hard. His sigil should be drawn in bright red, the color of a clown's nose, preferably while you're giggling. Oh, wow. Preferably in blood. Like, yes. what? <laughs> Seriously, I might as well have written that. Like, that's what they actually want. And I don't think it's a joke. And I think that they hope that pe more and more people start to, like, let's play summon the demon. Let's. I want to be funny. They say that I can ask this demon for help. Like, I'm going to draw his sigil and call on him. Like, what I mean, hell? I mean, don't you think if if that company would have done some anti-LGBTQ anti thing, all the celebrities would have been on it. Yeah. I think that would have pissed them off way more well, than seeing some... Well, of course. Some, yeah. And then that's, that's what blows yeah. my mind. is like, how are you guys more upset if they would have done some anti-homo shit like Qatar? Like, the dude, during Qatar, they were well, going to... They are going to switch the national... The whole fucking... The whole United States crest over that, but over this thing, it was like, everyone's all acting like ain't nothing happened. They gave up. It was a mistake. 
Well, I mean, the Kardashians are witches, like, and not in a good way. You know what I'm saying? They're like, they are dark arts. They're into the dark arts. Just everything they do is dark arts. There's nothing that isn't like that. I mean, the the amount of the the time of their fame is like suspect. Like, who's that famous that long for nothing? Literally Hmm. nothing. Well, because you fucking keep playing the occult ritual game. That's what it is. That's what it is. And look what they've done to every fucking man they get their hands on. Yeah. They're all done. They're all done. Like, even Rob is, like, when was the last time you saw Rob? He got fat, and they left him. They're like, bye, you got fat. You're not cute no more. They dropped him. Mm. Poor guy. Yeah, but Lamar Odom, Chris Humphreys. Lamar Odom, I mean, his, he just started falling apart physically after after he went. They got Dude, they, they're succubuses, man. Yeah, they probably are. It's weird that Kanye either got away or he's still like playing out a, a role. Well, I mean, I like, know. I hope he got away. How do you pronounce <laughs> this uh, designer? What's it called? Bella Balenciaga. 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 Right. That's I their mean, apology. Right. They released two hours ago. That's the only thing on their whole Instagram now, and that is. <laughs> for a, for a, let's read it here. We would like to address the controversy surrounding our recent ad campaigns. We strongly condemn child abuse. It was never our intent to include it in our narrative. The two separate ad campaigns in question reflect a series of grievous errors for which Balenciaga takes responsibility. The first campaign, the gift collection campaign, features children with plush bear and bags dressed in what some have labeled BDSM-inspired outfits. Our plush bear bags and the gift collection should not have been featured with children. This was a wrong choice by Balenciaga combined with our failure in addressing and validating images. They're so full of shit. They're so, so full, full of shit. shit. So they're, they're blaming o- oversight, a lack of oversight. You're lying. Like, how, like how many people like, need dude, to see that? How many people see, come out before it goes on You don't understand how these things go. There's somebody's job. It's called set design. Their job yeah. is to design the set. Every inch of that set has been mauled over by executive producers, camera guys, and set design people. And they are set there to make sure every inch is fucking completely and utterly... The details are are completely agreed upon by everybody before they move forward. And it's meant to evoke certain emotions, and it's meant to express certain you know, intentions is none of that is an accident at all. Like you said, that there, there's a purpose behind it. It's never just like, I don't know, just like throw some shit in a room and take a picture. Like, right. they're like, no, let's express this. We want people to think about this. We want them to associate this with us. That's how it goes. That's right. Job, like you said. So, so, so like one time I, there, when I was much younger in my mid thirties, right. And I was like, uh, hitting on this chick who was in her twenties uh, and we were texting back, and she didn't get back to me. So I, I, I wrote, oh, hey, you're not a holla back girl, which I didn't even know what that meant. I just thought you, that meant you yeah, didn't yeah, call yeah. back. And apparently that meant you're like, you fuck around with everybody, but I didn't know that, right? So she starts <laughs> fucking teeing off on me. I'm not that kind of girl. I'm like, oh, I didn't know what that meant. I just thought that meant you didn't call back. Today, if this was today, they call you a boomer for that. You know? Right, well, yeah, and that was a boomer moment. Probably my first boomer moment, right? Like, that's understandable. On a set in which you put the, the, the Supreme Court ruling on kitty porn, that's super specific. Yeah. There's no like, yeah. 
You didn't just spin the wheel of Supreme Court justice <laughs> decisions and that just happened to land on it. And the person that spun the wheel has to use that ruling on the table. And then enough for them to read it. Could have just been another piece of paper. Oh, well, let's get into that. How does somebody know exactly what that reading is? Unless the people associated with that told people that's what's on the table. Because at the end of the day, it is bragging. Yeah. Because that's what that's what sigil magic is. It is a indication to other people that you are part of the group. So like, okay, so like, let's say you do know he's a piece of shit, the owner of this company. Do you watch that and then look and definitely find signs if you're another elite pedophile? Because well, he's bragging to you. Because who's he bragging to? Because he, he's not, I mean, he, he's those, not bragging to us. Yeah, he's not bragging to us. other his friends, right? His homies or whoever else. It's the other people in the club. Yeah, that can see, be like, oh, dude, they keep he, they, right over their heads. Yeah, I mean that that when we have Oli on, and he and he's discussing all the all the clues. It's not for us. It's so that the other people know. Hey, dude, we did this. That, you know, give us our credit. And the other people work there, right? Like the models. So you can look at the models' Instagrams, and you can see all of their garbage, garbage, nasty, dark shit. You can also uh, look at just the models. Like just look at the faces of the models they have. There's a, somebody posted like a just you know there's like 15 of them or something all together, and like all of them look abused. They've got literal bruises on them. Like this is your headshot, and you have bruises on your neck, and your eyes look sallow as fuck. You look like you've been drained of blood. You look like your soul is like dying these are your models and remember models are one of the ways that they get their victims and right and that they traffic people around the world is is oh you're a model now we're gonna send you over yep. here yeah do this <laughs> like you can see these are these are some of the people they're signaling to too so they're bragging but also remember um like those kids god i always forget what they're what we call them but they were from england there was two little kids there was a video of them on like a ferry boat or something and they got it went viral and they were talking about how oh dad brings us to these places and everyone's wearing robes and they give us knives and we have to cut babies up and eat them and people were like what the shit are these kids talking about and there was this huge uproar they had all these court cases bunch of people were like protesting trying to keep these kids out of the official hands because they were very clearly just going to traffic them further they were saying that the mom put them up to it and was abusive and all of this stuff they showed up in a fucking super bowl ad like the next super bowl and they were like right front and center both of them in the ad the and kids? they did it on purpose yeah the two kids the two kids Holy who everyone was fighting to protect shit. and couldn't protect got taken back, got given back to the father, and then all of a sudden they were in the Super Bowl ad, and they're just saying, look, we do what we want. You can try all you want. You're not going to stop us. Like Holy that. So they're bragging, shit. but they're also intimidating, right? They're like, no, you don't have power here. There's nothing you can do. No, I, I agree with crazy. that wholeheartedly. <laughs> I agree that that is a giant part of the message, which is to buck break us. They want to buck break humanity. They want to yeah. embarrass us. They want to our, our, break our will. And they want us to be in a heightened state of anxiety and in super depressed. And that's what they want us yeah. to do. And that that you're seeing it happen right now in these elections. I mean, again, you can say whatever you want about Carrie Lake. I like her attitude. I'm not into I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I like her attitude. Uh, they 
the they are trying to tell you that no matter how much you want to go one way, it is going to go their way. The guy who is certifying the fucking election had a super PAC to take out Carrie Lake. <laughs> Her opponent runs voting and in election integrity in in Arizona. This is done on purpose to buck break you. It's like what Winnie Wood said. They want you to question election integrity. This, is this like the Bernie Sanders thing? Where it's like, look, we don't give a fuck how much you like him. 100%. We don't give a fuck how much you like him. The millennials like him. Everybody loves him, but we're going to give you guys Hillary no matter what. And again, this gets down to, like, why are you accepting this? Because it comes off as the other side of the aisle's politics. Right is right and wrong is wrong. So, like, when I, like, this energy I have right now for what's going on with Carrie Lake is the same energy I had for when Al Gore got fucked by George Bush. And I'm not sitting there telling you Al Gore is at all a good guy. He's a, he's a scumbag too. But the people voted for Al Gore. That's who they should have gotten. I kept the same exact energy for, for um, Bernie Sanders when Hillary did it. It's the same energy I had for Donald Trump when Joe Biden did it. And it's the same thing with this one. So it's, it's not R's and D's. It's like right and versus wrong. And when you accept these things, you're allowing them to fucking position themselves and entrench themselves even deeper. Yeah. And when you don't look, when you won't look, you know, when we, I don't want to look at the nasty shit in the Balenciaga catalog and like the artists that they're hinting towards and the, you know, Instagram posts that their people make. I don't want to look at any of that. I don't want to feel so depressed that our elections could never be won, you know, but I do anyway, because I'd rather live in reality and I'd rather be somebody who is calling attention to it. And I'd rather be somebody who is at least saying, I don't know what exactly always we can do, but I'm going to do something. And if everyone did that, you know, we'd be getting somewhere. But when you refuse to even look at it and you refuse to even consider it or think about it, you're just doing their bidding. Yes. Actually, right where they want you. And all these wave, who is this wave model that they've been go, go up? The girl who looks like she's holding dead baby blood go up right there behind her. I don't know if you can see her. it, but uh, whoever that wh- whoever that is that that wait that that model is like. Here's my problem. Like, I'll defend a comedian's right to do pedophile jokes because I don't want anybody limiting th- the jokes that a comic can do. Your reaction to the joke is fine. I don't care. I don't believe in canceling comedians because they have jokes. You can like it. You cannot like it. That is that is the full extent of your power. You either like it or you don't like it. If you try to limit their ability to work, I have. I think you're a piece of shit. But what I noticed about comedians that do a lot of pedophile jokes, okay, and it's what I'm saying about these these wave models is like they go after people they think they can beat up. Like they're not afraid of violence from. Like it, it happens all the time. Like they go after fucking children because they're not afraid of what children can do. Children cannot unionize. Children cannot come together and start a boycott of anything. They can't do it. They mentally can't do it and they physically can't do it. So it's an easy target for this fucking 90 pound bitch who thinks she's fucking tough because she's doing satanic. Like it's all fake tough guy shit. 
That's what these weight models are. They all act like they're fake tough guys. Because if they did this to real people, they'd walk up there and punch them right in their skeletal face. Yeah. Be real easy to break them. Like, like look at this humans. girl. Like she's like she look out like she's thinks she's so tough. Holding on a baby with blood all over it. Like she's some tough bitch. You're not tough. You're going after people you know won't touch you. Because kids can't fight back. I have daughters. If we're going to the park, if I want to go to the park, guess what we're doing? We're going to the freaking park. You can cry all you want, pick you up and put you in your kid's seat. Click, boom, we're at the park. you got to do it. <laughs> and that's with loving parents. What happens when these kids get into foster? They got nobody there for them. Those are the kids they use, too. Yeah, that's what I'm talking Kids that got no parents, no one to respond, no no one to answer for them. So you got all these and fucking then, dark. Oh, go on, Lindsay. Sorry. No, it's cool. I just and, and then if you do try to bring the authorities into it and say like, look, I think these people are abusing these kids. They're like, oh, we'll take them. We'll take them. We'll abuse them worse. They'll yeah. be gone forever now. <laughs> like it's fucking terrifying. What do you do? You know, we have this whole thing where we're like, children belong to their parents or they belong to their guardian. And I. I am on that side. Like, that is what I think, you know, like you should have the right to educate your kid how you want to feed them, you know, the things that you think are nutritious and good and, you know, medicate or not medicate them in accordance with what you think is best for their growth and development. So I, I really am into parents' rights. And then I'm like, I don't know, though, what do you do when, when someone is doing something like that and you know it and you cannot call any authorities, there is nothing that any. It's possible, right? There's going to be CPS agents and CPS routes where some kids do get some help, like. but we know for sure there's plenty that don't, and there's plenty that just get abducted then and get put in this system that sends them around to get abused even worse. So what do you do? I it's mean, really like, hard, you know? It's really hard, and that's why when we get into the right to life and right to choose, it's not simply, it's not as simple as that. And I hate to say it. Because a lot of these kids who get brought into the world that don't have parents, they get put in the system, and they just get grinded out. And like all these homeless people, whatever you want to say about that, it's just the fucking truth. That most of them are coming from a system that had no love. And oh, you know what? Yeah. You, I know you guys are going to light me up about that. You boom. I know a lot of you guys. And I, I, I listen, I love you listeners. I'm not, but I'm just telling you there's a lot to this, man. There's a lot more than it's not black and white. And it's like, so like as a comedian, right? Like, I, I like, dude, my career is where it is because I don't play this game of like, give them what they want, right? Because I don't do that. I give them what I want. <laughs> and that's why I'm playing the, the crowd size I'm playing. And I'm not filling the Staples Center out or. But, or wait up, but you could also be playing their game and not. Even be doing anything. No, no, that that's also a possibility, well. and that hurts. That hurts your soul way fucking more. And guys, there's yeah. a bunch of comics on cruise ships that are going through <laughs> that right now. That's that's what happened. It's a quick rise in the middle, but but I know that when you watch these comics who play these arenas, they're there because they're giving those crowds what they want. And I'm not. This is not bad, but if you look who consumes high fashion. Why wouldn't fashion designers be doing the exact same thing? Why wouldn't they be mm. giving the people who consume high fashion 
what they want. It's with the art world. You yeah. see it with the art world. Right? Yeah, Lori happens with art. You're so right. That's such a good point. That is a great point. Because so, I heard that backpack, the little plush doll backpacks were over 400 bucks. Yeah. That's yeah. why you do it, man. Yeah. You're playing to a certain crowd. And the like the darkness. That crowd, you think that crowd doesn't give a fuck? You think the people that buy people that people hurt people? And that's what that is. Hurt people are hurting people, and we have to wake up to it. And it gets into this whole thing, like, and this is something I want to talk to you because, you know, Lindsay, we kind of talked about narcissism before this, you know, and all that stuff. And I get people hit me up all the time. Did you really take Jesus? I'm like, yeah, dude, I love Jesus. <laughs> I love Jesus. Do I think he died for my sin? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Jesus Jesus died for my sin. Do I got to say it? Like, okay, there we are. I said it. We're good. Yeah, he's going to church with Johnny, guys. What more do you need? Yeah, I'll go to church with Johnny. I'm not going to church because I don't, I don't believe church. in church. I don't church. have a church here. I believe in... And this is really where I'm going to be with Jesus, with all that stuff, is it's like, it's in me, it's my thing, and I'm going to focus on me, my family I love. I'm take care of that. If you want help, I'll help you. But as long as you're not hurting people, particularly kids, you will hear any issues from me. You do you. You live your life. As long as you're not hurting people, particularly kids, you're not going to hear anything from me. All right, guys, real quick, I want to tell you about uh, our good friends at Copy My Crypto. That's right. James McMahon uh, is the man, the myth, the legend between be, behind Copy My Crypto. So, you know, listen, a lot of people are making ridiculous money from crypto. But did you know it's easy for you to do the same? The Copy My Crypto membership site shows you coins that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy them. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest. You simply do what he does. So let me tell you about James. He runs Crypto with James YouTube channel, which despite heavy censorship has over 26,000 subscribers. Since March 2020, he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put $100 into each one, it would have gone on to be worth more than $123,000. Of the 26 coins he picked, the top pick of the year, one called Phantom, went up 692 times. That one call has retired a number of people, including guys in their 20s and 30s. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify it yourself. So if you'd like to join the 2,800 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing and head over to copymycrypto.com slash TFH. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash TFH. That's TFH. You will not only find proof of everything he said, but my listeners gain full access for just $1. Once again, that's copymycrypto.com slash TFH. The recession is here, guys. You can suffer like everyone else or choose to thrive. James is the real deal. Go visit his site now. I've been really starting to do some like investigating into like Nazism and all that stuff. And you were kind of like talking a little bit about that. That you're, are you a narcissist? Are you into old school narcissism? Uh, I'm into the oldest school Gnosticism, which is actually what Jesus was uh, as well, and not the religion of Gnosticism. So, you know, what 
what Jesus was all about is exactly what you're talking about, Sam, where he was saying, you know, I am the way and so are you. I'm the son of God and so are you. I I can have this, so can you. So you're right. Like it is in you, literally. This is your spiritual uh, battle. This is your spiritual role that you're playing here. This is your spiritual path that you're taking. And you get to choose and you get to do whatever you want with it. Uh, and Gnosticism at its root, all it means is just one simple concept. Gnosticism, Gnostic just means to know. Gnosis is to know. And you know something by doing it, by being it. This is actually my entire educational philosophy as well. It's constructivism. It's based on this same concept that no one will ever know anything unless they do it and they are it. And then you truly know it. And then you'll never unlearn it. You'll never be able to let it go because you actually know it. It's not indoctrination. It's not memorization. It's not, oh, here's this philosophy. Now you need to adopt it. No, it's you know it. Right. So uh, true Gnosticism, true Gnosis to know something, you have to do it. You have to be it. You have to experience it. And this is what I'm all about. I don't know a fucking thing about any spiritual thing Respect. until I experience it, right? <laughs> like, and so when I had various spiritual experiences, that's when I was able to stop and go, I can never go back from this. Like, I can never now not understand what I am and who I am. I had someone say to me once that I needed to find faith. And I was like, I have the strongest faith of maybe anyone I've ever met because I've actually known it because I've actually met my soul and I've actually been with it. And I've actually experienced negative entities and demonic energies. We've talked about on your show before and all of these things. I can't unknow that. I know it. It's it, that's Gnosticism to me. And that's what Jesus was talking about as well. Like you are also this thing. I'm not special. He was trying to get everyone to understand that. Like, I might be in a different place than you spiritually, but I'm not different than you. Our makeup is the same. We're exactly the same. You know, and people are like, oh, he died for our sins. I mean, you can interpret that so many ways. Uh, but what he was actually doing uh, might not have been exactly that uh, sort of equation that we put on him. Like, uh, sins exist. Jesus died. Now nobody has to worry about sins. Like, that's I don't really think that's what he was saying. I talked <laughs> you know, about that on stage at a Jimmy Dore thing. And I, I, no, where did I talk? No, I was talking at that in Ventura. I'm like, dude, he died for a sins. How cool is that? I can do whatever I want now. Yeah. And everyone got quiet, bro. I'm like, I right, okay, so we're not following this rule, I guess. Dude, I'm a Catholic. I just got to go in this room, tell this guy to say sorry. I got to say which 10 is the things, original uh, which I'm is the go. original blackmail scheme, by the way. I know. Um, oh, yeah. They used to be like, pay us this much and then you're fine. It's cool. You can go, you know, rape someone or whatever you need to do. But like, it's what? like, it, how is that? <laughs> but yeah. what I, so so I I'm studying this stuff and you know, I I got some uh you know Vedic astrology going too. You know that stuff really resonates with me. Gnosticism really resonates with me. So you know, I'm trying. I like I, I again. I love how you say. I don't know anything. I really don't know anything. I'm just enjoying this journey I'm on. And you know, I'm trying to write a spiritual book, and I'm kind of realizing that like. Poor Mark, is, uh, he's helped me write it. It's taking so long that, like, I'm like, I don't know if I believe that anymore. You know, it's like, yeah. and it's like, I don't I don't want to put out something that ha doesn't have my belief. So it's like, can I put this out? What episode on, on Spirit are you on? What, what do you mean? On Zero, your Spirit show. What, what, what episode are you Two, on? Two, I think 205 now. And there must, you must have gone through... Oh a yeah, roller coaster sure. of things where you I believe for this sure. and I don't. So I could I feel for Mark where he's like, where the fuck do we go? No, no, no. He's <laughs> like, no, this is great, but I'm like, am I? Do I believe that still? I I don't know. And 
So I, I, I willed it down to I think we live in one of two things. It, it, it could either be like the Vedics believe there's four worlds with multiple dimensions, right? And uh, the top is the all, which is God. Then you have like these kind of middle management angels in the middle there and all these dimensions. And then at the bottom is here. And that's why they say we live in hell. We live in the lowest reality, right? And uh, we're here, Christ consciousness, which I believe in both versions, connection, connecting. And uh, we're here to learn. And, you know, when we if we don't get it right, then we come back and we keep doing it until we get it right. Now there's this new thing that I've been starting to get into. And it basically is that, so there was God. God had a male and female. And the female version was Sophia. Sophia is the original feminist, <laughs> right? Because if you study this, Sophia's like, I want to have a kid, but I want to do it myself. I don't need the male part. So Sophia has a, a child, and it's the demiurge, right? The demiurge. And she instantly realized she fucked up. And this thing is like, is a, is crazy, right? Little Satan. It's, little it's, Satan. It, it, well, so it decides it wants to create its own reality. It's like living in this reality, it wants to create its own reality. And then it, it creates this realm we live in, which is they call false reality. And he was having problems with it, so he went to try to get help from the other gods, and they gave him Divine Spark, which is a, our soul, right? Divine Spark. and But he realized he needed this Divine Spark to run this reality. And so he had to, so you get trapped here, right? And they say that the Demigurge is the God of the Old Testament, the angry God. And that one the state, God of the bad God, the, the quote unquote bad God. Right. And then, so like, go on. Well, so there people will differentiate them. They'll say the God of good or the God of dark, uh, because he's also a God, but there is a good God too, supposedly beyond that God and, and yes. whatever. And yes, Yaldabaoth, I think it's his name, the bad God that supposedly created this place as a prison that we're supposedly trapped in. So then it gets but, but into, is it, are the fallen angels the demigurge? Is he the fallen angels that would, that, no, no, it's not. So Sophia no, realizes he, she messed up and casts him away. I, that's some of the stuff I've read as well. Well, and she's supposedly trying to get free too. And she also represents wisdom and it's, it's a maze of, of, people and places and, and belief systems. And, you know, again, Gnosticism as a religion and as like a, a cult, if you want to call it that is, is all about like trying to map that out, trying to decide which ones you specifically as a Gnostic, like love or hate or worship or don't worship and what their goals are and what their motivations are and, you know, how you get out of this place. And it's, it is a maze. It is a little nest. And so every Gnostic I've ever talked to who's in the religious Gnosticism side of things has a different take on all of that. Like it's uh, so crazy. You, could, you could study it for years and still be in like a completely different place than than other people who also call themselves Gnostics. But again, none of that is Gnosis. None of it is Gnosis at all. None of that has any, you don't have, I shouldn't say that, you have the ability to perhaps know and to experience it and know it in a, in a Gnosis sort of way. But most people aren't doing that. They're reading books by other people and then they're saying like, oh yeah, I have Gnosis because I read a book. It's like, no. Am I doing that? Maybe <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm doing right now. Which, there's nothing wrong with that, right? No, like, no, that's no. That's how uh, we gain 
understanding as we look at what other people have said and thought and we look at resources and we look at you know examples of things and we start to try to develop our view of it and our experience of it but that i'm just saying it's not gnosis gnosis would be if you went and you actually talked to a being named yell the boath and you were like dude are you the bad god did you trap us all here and he was like yeah word here's the construct here's what it looks like and you like floated through it and looked at all the aspects of it and you're like wow well now i'm saying like i've been there and i've seen it and that's actually what's going on here and even then you'd have to accept that like possibly i was being misled possibly i didn't see that correctly or understand it correctly possibly it was a trick or something i would hope you would at least question that if you had an experience like that well that that would be closer to gnosis yeah so that is the whole thing so it comes down to you know if you're talking to some people like and a lot of this comes from a conversation i had with howdy howdy mccoskey and his whole thing was based on his research that you know all these after death experiences they all have a moment where they see their life pass and their judgment right and this moment and what he's saying is that at that moment, you're supposed to tell them you're opting out of the game. So they you have an option. No, we're meant to be, we're meant to believe that we don't have an option, that we do it until they tell us we're done. But what he's saying is that there are certain cultures that believe that we that we're in a reincarnation loop. A trap and we're constantly being reincarnated to stay here when in reality we just have to tell them that we're out of the game which is super interesting so i'm like okay so this day comes and i'm like i ain't playing this game and next thing you know i come back and i'm some donkey in a donkey show in tijuana like like so like that's that's best the qu- life ever yeah best <laughs> life ever uh-huh. well- This is the thing, for me at least, again, with my own gnosis and my own experiences, 100% of my spiritual experiences have shown me that I have choice in anything, that I actually do have free will, that I can choose anything, that there are beings out there that are fantastically beautiful and loving and want nothing but to help me more and more, but that they can't just do it for me, that I have to choose it and then actually do it myself, right? And that that is part of free will too, is self-responsibility. Uh, all of my experiences has shown me that all of my experiences and gnosis has shown me that um, karma is a thing uh, and that it's not meant to be a trap. It's just like cause and effect. So if you go up to a hot stove and you're like, I'm going to touch that and you touch it, like your finger will be burned. Not because God was like, I spurn you, like cast you, like burn your finger in punishment, but because these are just the natural rules of the world. And you chose to stick your finger on a hot stove. Like that's just the consequence of it. And that's what karma is. It's just the consequences of things. Your choices have reactions. You know, that is a law. Uh, And it just it just is true. So my experiences have shown me that that also exists. My experiences have also shown me that I can get out of here. I can get out of this place, in fact, pretty easily. And that so can anybody else. Right. On the astral level, on the soul level. Last time I was on your show, I think we talked about going to like what seemed like the center of the entire fucking universe. So clearly that wasn't here and I wasn't trapped here. (laughs) Did I have to come back? Not, it didn't seem that way. I wanted to, I wanted to come back. I was like, okay, I kind of want to go back to my home now in my bed. Like this has been very strange, you know, like (laughs) I might be more comfortable there. Also, a lot of people when they have near death experiences, again, not my gnosis, but you know, their gnosis, which I'm willing to take with some level of, 
acceptance, right? This is their experience. So many people report being given the choice. Do you want to go back? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I do. And then they come back and like, so didn't they, is that a trap then? You know, and if you do at that moment, I, if you've never talked to Peter Panagor, maybe you want to have him on zero or tinfoil, but he talks about as well, he understood fully. He literally never had to come back. He could stay just in the presence of what you might call God in this pure, beautiful energy, just being in this union and this love. And he never had to leave that. And no, no one has to leave that, right? But I'm willing to bet there's people out there who are like, that's a trap too. And I'm like, so... I really feel like people will put the trap on anything. And this is like another level of refusing self-responsibility for your life and your path, right? If you're, a, if you're a victim, if you cannot escape this place and this bad God has put you here and trapped you here, then why do you have to even try, right? Like, why do you even have to like do anything? Why not just go eat, eat babies or whatever? Like what's that the That is the question. <laughs> Like, uh, you know, so you bring up something really, really important, and that is your experience. You talk about your experience, and that's literally the only thing I can go by. Yeah. That's it. That's the it. only thing I can go by is, like, when I do certain things, I feel like this kind of warmth and energy. My turbo gets charged a little bit, right? I feel like a boop, boop, boop going. I feel better about that when I help others, when I give away freely, not expecting anything in return, I feel better. That has to mean something, right? That has to mean yeah. something. I also know when I think about something not long enough, I seem to will it to happen. Hmm. Yeah, that manifests Including the negative shit. Right? Very much the negative shit. Yeah. Very so this much. Is and this is something anyone can prove to themselves is the two things you just said. One is that you actually create your experience here and that you're willing these things into existence and you're willing your experiences consciously or unconsciously. And people are like, why would I have created this like hard shit that I'm going through? Because you fucking did. Like that was your karma. You literally like did this thing. And so here was the consequence of it. And, or you focused on it and you, you watched movies about it and you fucking thought about it. You stayed down in the dump so long that like more dump came to you. Like that was what you created for yourself i have seen over and over again when people purposely like just do positive shit like you're talking about like go give stuff to someone go do something for someone else go exercise and start eating better start thinking about stuff. watch happy things instead of bullshit garbage right listen to things that uplift you your whole fucking world changes and people are like whoa and it's like it's not magic you created that, like you chose it, and then you did it. Uh, and this is taking responsibility for yourself. And the other thing you said is you feel it. You can feel it. I have people ask me all the time, like a, one of the most often questions and all of the people who I work with, they'll say to me, how do I know? Like, how do I know, right? If, if you were going to suddenly meet Yaldabaoth or the, the bad God, how would you know if he's good or bad? And I'm like, well, the same exact way you would know if you were talking to a human being, if some person walked up to you out of nowhere and you were just encountering them for the first time, you, how many times have you been confused about whether they're good or bad for you? Not many times. Some people are really good at psychopathy. I get it. That's a harder question. Most of the time, though, you can feel it. 
you can just see a little like um, example, like, oh, I don't know, that person has pockmarks all over their face and they're twitching. Like they're probably on drugs. Like it's kind of obvious. Also, I feel uncomfortable around them. There's a good sign. You we all have these things where we can understand. Again, it's our gnosis. Our experience tells us this. A lot of us have turned it off tuned it out, disconnected from it, dissociated from it. And now it's really hard for us. Now we're like, for some reason, we're always with like the worst people. Well, it's because you turned off your own intuition. You tuned out from it and you decided for many reasons not to listen to it, but you do still have it actually. And everybody, everybody can feel the difference between good and bad. hundred percent of people, you may, you again, may have atrophied. You may have chosen not to use it for a while, uh, but it's there and you can re you can re-strengthen it. You can develop it again. And again, there's your gnosis. So everyone has those two things. Everybody can do that. It might sound dumb, but they have they've they've done trials for like little kids that they'll pull like an evil person and then like a nice teacher. And they know the good from evil instantly without knowing the people are like, oh, dude, it feels you get a different vibe from obviously the other teachers. So I where mean, do they get an evil person from? To- not, no, not evil. But yeah, you know what I mean, like who, who, creepy looking. I guy, love that. You know? who, who signs <laughs> up for it? Okay, we need an evil person. Okay, Dan we got Snyder. a bunch of people who answered an ad for evil people and they just showed up. And it's like, like, hey, you want to you want to get off death row? We got a, a study you can. No, they're going to loosen the well, sentence, Johnny. It's going to let them out. <laughs> It's so, true, though. I, I feel bad when I see kids who are like, you know, their parents are like handing them to someone and the kid is like, no, like freaking out. And the parents like, oh, just fucking go. And it's like, well, there's part of where you started to turn off your intuition uh, is that your parents like forced you into the arms of people you felt uncomfortable with. And so you were like, oh, I guess I'm not supposed to feel uncomfortable. I guess I'm not supposed to scream my fear of this person because <laughs> it's just going to be ignored. And you learned to ignore yourself because you were ignored. And I'm not saying kids should be able to do whatever they want. And you can tell the difference between when a kid is being manipulative, throwing a fit, you know, trying to get their way. And when they're genuinely upset. Right. And I would never, I would never shove my kid into the arms of someone who was making them freak out and scream. I'd be like, there's clearly a reason they're sensing something. They don't want to have anything to do with it. I'm going to respect that. Well, kids are much Um, more in tune with their emotions. Right. Like I have children right now. I am trying to mold them to act in society and some of that is like not not expressing their emotions out loud. Mm. Like my daughter, who I love with all my heart, like goes very quickly into screaming. Like because she under she over time has learned that when she does that her parents react quicker. And now I have to go, we don't do that in public. Right? Which is very interesting because that's her emotion. Why Why am I telling her not to do that? Is that me kind of dimming her emotional light? No, because like I said, there's a difference between manipulation, which is what she's doing in yeah. those situations. Like right. you said, she's learned that if she does this, she can get this outcome. That's manipulation. There's a, And I'm not saying all kids do this. All kids go through these. Every these child does patterns. it because... Because they can't communicate yet. And the old, their first communication is crying. My diaper's wet. I'm hungry. I'm crying. So when you see a child crying, especially a little baby, it tends to be either they're hungry or they've got a dirty diaper. And that's how you, that's how they learn. To, but over time, as they learn to communicate more, you have to teach them that the screaming and shouting isn't the way to go, which is so interesting 
because and this is what we're going to get into because I know you want to talk about schools and I think this is a great way to go from this fashion thing which is like why are they going after kids why is why is Disney putting out a we love satan thing when they when they have such a problem right now with the occult if you are a business running a business properly you would go hey man we shouldn't do that right now because people think we have a real fucking woke problem. And saying we love Satan is a funny joke by itself, maybe? On a different network, hilarious, maybe. 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 Right? And I'm not, I don't want to be serious guy all the time. I don't want every <laughs> joke to be taken literal all the time because I hate when crowds do that to me. But if there is a pattern of this, it becomes an issue, right? Like, we've seen this. Like, Disney has tried to get, like, transgender kid entertainment going. And people are like, we don't want this shit no more. Oh, dude, the Hallmark. Is, my dad loves watching those cheesy Hallmark movies around Christmas. And they're all, I mean, it's just loaded with trans agenda. Like, it's uh, so crazy. And my, my dad is just, you know, he's just a simple guy. And he's like, what? what why, why do I what, gotta watch what, this? What happened? Well, you it's know? just, it goes back also to, like, now I don't know what it is. But ESPN thinks there's a large segment of their audience that is interested in HIV medications. Because <laughs> one guy had it. We're watching football, and you think that there's enough people who might get AIDS. Is it prep? Is that what it is? Well, no, it's like all the new. Now it's not just prep. You get Now there's people who are fighting over that market. So interesting, isn't it? But it's like, why are you, like, it doesn't make business sense. Like, is there enough no, people yeah. watching Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football? So this must have been NBC, so not just ESPN, but NBC that, what, that might be worried about getting AIDS and barebacking each other. It's a million people in the U.S., so. Do you think it's they the have oh, AIDS? HIV. It's a million people. It's that not a big. Tell you. It's not a big market. It's not it? big. It's not enough to run an ad in a very specific thing. Which and even football, which is the biggest thing on television, it's not enough a society. And thirteen percent of those don't know they have it. So take another thirteen percent off of that number. Okay, so it's yeah. down to like eight hundred, eight hundred and seventy thousand in that range. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so do you think it's it's the NFL that lets them put it on? Or do you really think this comp this HIV company has enough fucking money where they're like, we don't give a fuck that we no one on there's watching our shit, but we want to promote this HIV medicine anyways? I think it comes down to ESG. And that NBC gets ESG points for running an HIV commercial so give them a lower during price? football. So give them a lower price? You think give them a Maybe deal? Maybe a lower price or they the BlackRock, which probably owns a giant chunk of NBC and the AIDS medication made that deal happen. Wow, that's a great. That's a great point. I bet that's it. It's very Marxist, you know, to it's be like Marxism. we need to control all of all of society. We got to control it. Education system not enough. We've got them from like 2 now to like 25. Not enough. We need to also then do this in the business world. We need to do it through advertising. We need to get everybody trapped into this. ESG is very similar to SEL. So social, social emotional learning, uh, which was just coming into a big, you know, 
section of our curriculum right as I was leaving education. It's the same exact end goal, which is to control the cultural and social mind, right, of the of the people, of the children in this case, and with ESG of, of the adults. That's yeah. the same thing. Just- 100%. And some of it is, is it, listen, I hate to do this, but it's just true. Like, not not all these companies know exactly what they're in, they're supporting all the time meaning that a, a business will donate to a gay charity to get ESG points not knowing that gay charity will turn around and do a drag show for children and then they get kind of caught up in it but that but that's why they do it so that they go, hey, BlackRock, Larry Fink, we just gave Portland's gay rec center uh, $100,000. So we get some points, right, with our ESC. Oh, yeah, you did, man. You're doing social social uh, uh, credit score for sure. You're do- I mean, excuse me. You're doing uh, social causes, which is like a big part of like what we really want to do. It's all cultural Marxism. And just like we talked about on the, two episodes ago, it is all a silent Bolshevik revolution. This is going on right now. And nobody wants to talk about it because it gets very scary. And then you talk about that, you'll hear anti-Semitism. This has nothing to do with anti-Semitism. Even though Larry Fink is Jewish, this is like... This is dark arts occultism. Communism at its purest form is getting rid of God. That is, that is cultism. That's actually why I left communism uh, in my early 20s was because eventually, you know, I I asked a lot of questions uh, and I didn't get a lot of really good answers. But I thought I was fighting, you know, for the poor of the world against the rich and the elite and all of this. And eventually they were like, oh, yeah. So, you know, once we have the glorious revolution and we've overthrown the government and we've taken control of the means of production, we'll totally um, just start reeducating people. And I was like, yeah, you know. I mean, I guess like giving people education to help them understand is going to be like a vital part of this. But like, how do we actually do that? And they're like, oh, you know, we put them in camps. And I'm like, oh, oh, we're going to put people in camps. Like, and here wait a we second. Go. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I mean, like, who's going to go into camps? And they're like, well, you know, Christians and like religious to people of any flavor, basically, and like any sort of, um, uh, what do we call them? Academics, you know, all of the scientists and stuff, because they all need to learn about like how to, instead of working for the goals that they had been working for, work for, you know, the, the people, the power of the people and the proletariat, the dictatorship of the proletariat and all of this. And I'm like, wow, Christians and stuff too. And I'm like, but I mean, they're allowed to just be like spiritual. Right. And they're like, oh no, any spirituality. I was like, any spirituality, like even outside of religion. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, well, I'm spiritual. And they're like, oh, you would go to the re-education camps. I'm like, you're not doing a good job retaining me, by the way. When you tell me that once I help you overthrow the government, I'm going to be in a re-education camp. But that was what finally actually broke me. I was like, I can't. I can't be with this movement. I think people should be able to worship however they want, whoever they want, any way they want. Even Satanists, by the way, should be able to worship Satan if that's what they want. I don't think they should be able to, you know, mess with children or whatever if that's what they're doing. But 
uh, any, anybody, anybody should be able to be any brand of spiritual they want. So I, I left over that. And I'm so grateful that I had my very strong spiritual convictions, you know, gnosis, uh, before I got to that stage of my life, or I don't know if I would have ever broke with them. You know, I don't know if I would have ever seen through, uh, cause it sounded otherwise like a very necessary thing we had to do as a, as a society to save the world. Um, I, I, uh, I agree with you. And like, th this is my whole thing. And like, you know, you, we want to get mad at me. I don't care, dude. Okay. Uh, communist, uh, uh, atheist. These, these are just people to me who just are angry at their dads. That's just all I see from that. Seriously. You're just angry at your fucking father and you're just railing against anything that reminds you of him. And that's all it fucking is. That's all it is, man. Because you don't re like, dude, every American communist person, there is communist countries. Move there. Just go, go live there. there for a year. <laughs> yeah. Tell me how you like well it. There, why yes. nobody's yeah. nobody's escape. Ex, there are a couple people, and they're very few, that escape democracies to go to communist and socialist countries. Right, very few. Occasionally, it happens. And the ones that have end up not really liking it. Yeah, they end up yeah. in fucking want to come right yeah. back. It's like everybody that leaves like L.A. is like after a year, like ah, yeah, I'm coming back. You're like, yeah, it sucks, but so does other places suck. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with the weather. It's very true. You know, and it's like, listen, I love Los Angeles. I got a big uh, L.A. Armenian flag Oh, did you get tattoo. it? You got it? Yeah, oh, I'll get cool. into that later tonight. But, right, right, right. you know, I love L.A. I hate Hollywood. If I could just carve out Hollywood and throw it into the fucking ocean. Can we do downtown, too? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I think I think Hollywood is why problem. downtown's yeah, like that. Because they take all these people from this area and shove them down there. Because they want to act like, hey, dude, this area is nice because this is a tourist area. I don't know why, but it is. But most of this stuff is just all theoretical. Oh, man, show me where, where like, you know, it's like, and I got buddies of mine who are, like, full-on socialists. I, like, I have a buddy of mine, like, John Stewart was, like, trying to, like, defend socialism. I'm like, dude, talk to any real fucking historian. They will tell you it leads to communism. It's just the that's way it the is. That's the point of it. That's actually what it was. That's actually what it is. The whole goal of socialism is to lead to communism. There is no other. Like you can't hate exists. Hitler and also be a socialist. It's like he was a socialist. <laughs> he just hated communism. He was trying to make his own kind of national socialism, which was just like his brand of fucking communism. All right, guys, real quick, uh, I want to tell you about all of our, our premium content at rockfin.com. That's right, rockfin.com. For a slow, low price, you get all the content on Rockfin. I think it's $10. They may be adjusting that, but I have Tim Fall Hat. I put two episodes up. I have Zero, my spiritual podcast, put two episodes up. And then I have Conspiracy Social Club with Brian Kell, put two episodes up. Johnny puts up Broken Sim earlier. We don't smoke the mm -hmm. sayings on there. All of that. Everybody, over 400 content creators for $10. It's that simple. Just go check it out. It's a great way to support the show, okay? And we also want to tell you about our friends at Lucy. Lucy.
If you're one of the millions of adults who use nicotine, you know that not all nicotine products are the same. And there's one new product that stands above the rest. That's right, Sam. That product is Lucy Breakers. They're the only nicotine pouch that gives you a blast of flavor from the first moment to the last. Each pouch contains a capsule that you break open to release a rush of flavor that doesn't fade away like those other pouches. You know, the ones that rhyme with thin. They come in so many flavors, mint, berry, citrus, mango, even espresso. And you don't have to go to the gas station or the corner store to get them. You just order them online and they'll be shipped straight to your door. Every order gets free shipping. Plus, if you subscribe, you'll save 15% and never run out. Lucy Breakers look great and you know, Dana loves them. She's uh, She loves nicotine. She loves taking them. And listen, so whether you use nicotine while working, creating, or playing, Lucy Breakers are an intelligent choice, okay? And they got a special deal for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order when you use the promo code TIMFALL at checkout. And shipping is always free. That's lucy.co, promo code TIMFALL to receive $10 off and free shipping. Visit lucy.co for more details, and we thank Lucy for sponsoring our show. Here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age, and every order is age verified. The product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I was watching this like immigrant that came from Cuba, and he had gotten his first check. And he's kind of crying. It's kind of an emotional, those Instagram emotional videos, and he's telling people to record. And all he's saying is like, now, every hour of my time is worth something now. Yes. Because it's worth an actual... Like I get twenty bucks for every hour back in in Cuba. You don't your time ain't worth shit because you don't get none of it. He started crying. He's like, now I have now every hour means something to me. Anytime hmm. you centralize anything, it gets bad because you're giving power to a very few people, and everybody, every single one of us, has a third world dictator inside them. And <laughs> if you don't work daily on suppressing that bitch. He's going to come out. And like that's why we see that people like Sam Harris really are hate mongers. He thinks he's like this giant intellectual monster, like this beast. In reality, you're a scared rich kid, okay, who like says things to try to get in fucking woke bitches' pants, okay? In reality, you're exactly... You remember, like, I lost all respect for him when he went on Joe Rogan and was like... The, and talking about how the West is morally superior to the Middle East and Islam. I'm like, we're over there killing them. <laughs> right? Yeah. We're over there killing them. We're over there assassinating their fucking moderates and installing extremists. We're doing that. The whole notion we're over there so they don't come over here is the biggest propaganda bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Are there crazy Islamic people out there? Of course. Show me a religion. I'll show you crazy people outside of like Buddhism. But I'm sure somewhere out there, there's a shit talking Buddhist who wants to fucking burn down everything. I guarantee it. You know, well, just like it'd be should, hard to yeah. find, but it, I guarantee you he's out there. Well, but. just like we shit on people that have slavery. Where the fuck does Nike make all our shit? Yeah. Just because it's not in the country doesn't mean we don't promote slavery in a weird way. Those people just don't mm -hmm. care. Like we're doing, we do it right here, but do it right get, here in China. Let's get into the. You know, we got a short time here, but let's get into um, let's get into schools right now because so much of this is coming out of our schools, and it was so interesting. I saw a video. Uh, it was about you know we just had the midterms, 
they just had a giant school board election, and they got in to this this one school board, got like five new members, and the first thing they they got sworn in, and then the first thing they did was they got rid of the head of education of that city. I forget what the title's called. A super superintendent. Super. Do you know the one I'm talking? Do you know this story that I'm talking yeah. about? Well, the first time I saw it, it was edited in a way that made it seem like they were just. Going in there and getting rid of all the black people or something like that. They were getting, and they were, it was presented as a racist thing. And then when the full thing got out, it was basically that these conservatives gotten in and and got rid of the woke superintendent who's pushing critical race theory. And there was a whole different energy. And you're like, this yeah. is a, well, this is the first time I've actually been. Pro school board. I, I seriously spent my whole career going, why do we have these people? Like they don't know anything about education. They tell us what to do. They're controlling us. Like it's really weird to me that you just elect a bunch of people who have literally no idea about anything about education and they control everything. But this was the first time I understood like, oh, it's a checks and balance thing. Like, I don't know how that missed me before, but it makes so much sense actually that we do have, you know, a group of people who are hopefully parents of the children have a good idea about the culture of their, you know, town or superintendent, their district or whatever that they're in charge of, right? That they have a good idea of what the people they actually want and that they're meant to represent that so that teachers can't ever take full control and do whatever they want so that a superintendent can't ever take full control and do whatever they want so that there is this sort of balance that has to sort of work together and there can't be these extremes, hopefully. So, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, if it works that way, that is actually a good way to do it. I don't think it's always working that way. It's just, that's its own problem. No, because it involves um, human beings. That's why it never yeah. works perfectly <laughs> that way. Whenever you put a group of human beings in there, you're going to have emotions. And emotions will always get in the way of uh, doing what's right. Right? I mean, and it goes on both sides. It goes on both sides. I have no problem with spirituality and I have no problems with people's religions. But you also like, why does one religion get to get in there and other religions don't? So then you have that thing. But the biggest issue we have are these woke, idealistic people going around worried about the small percentage of gay students that might be gay, thinking we have to completely change how we've raised children for tens of thousands of years for this, this small majority of children. There's not enough of them to completely change how we how we raise children. And because of this Marxist news and social media, they make you think every other kid is gay. And it's not true. It's just not true. Yeah, well, more, more and more are now because of that exact marketing uh, and agenda pushing. Well, they and sit it's, there. It's very... Very effective. Are they really gay? Well, I mean, are it, they it, it, really? What it is? No. I was thinking about it. When you when you have puberty, your body's changing, and you feel weird about it. You're like, this this doesn't feel right. And now everybody who comes to a counselor with that kind of impulse yeah. is kind of redirected into this. Oh, you don't feel right in your body, huh? Yeah. Maybe you're maybe you're not. Yeah, a, this maybe you're woke not a shit. Boy. 
This woke and, and, shit. And all, uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's and they damnable. Li- and they start playing their narrative. They might not be gay, but they're like, all right, here are my pronouns. Or they Because you kind of cool. have to play the game because you're right. kind of, the girls right. are part of it. You don't want to be the mean asshole because <laughs> the girl's like, really, you don't believe in pronouns? I really yeah, do think I in high say, school yeah, you're fucked. I don't. I don't believe in pronouns. I can't remember who said yourself. this, but it's like all the hot topic kids are now just changing their genders, you know, instead of just going, you know, becoming emo and dyeing their hair black, they're now the kids who are And that's fine. You can fucking do all all that I don't care. It does not matter to me what you do on your own. I you're not I mean, like surgery. they just arrested a mom for allowing her ten year old to get tattooed. Guess what? They should have done that. How come people are losing about that kid getting a tattoo? And everyone's like, "Yeah, you should totally go to California and cut your tits off, dude." That seems like the more logical thing to fucking do. I mean, isn't there tattoo well, removal? This is how crazy it got. The year, the year before, the last year that I was teaching. So the year before that, I was at a different school, right? I was at what the main normal high school. I had been there for years. Uh, my last year, I actually transferred to the alternative school, which had been my goal all along, unlike most teachers. By the way, just so anyone out there who cares, I uh, have a master's degree in teaching. I have 14 years of experience, public, private, international Local, rural, urban, everything in between, and I'm also a national board certified teacher. So I've got all the accolades that anybody who might care, if that means anything to anyone, like, and it matters, like, there you go. The year before my last year, when I was at the main high school, kids, uh, first of all, never knew my ideology about anything. Kids were always super confused. They were like, are you a lesbian? Do you not eat meat? Like, we don't understand you. And I'm like, yeah, and you're never gonna, because it doesn't fucking matter, right? I don't need to tell you who I have sex with or like what my positions are, like nothing. It doesn't matter. Like, it's never going to matter. So, So therefore, every student I had could relate to me because all I did was just love them, right? And they just accepted that. And they just said, oh, I'm accepted here. uh, And this person loves me. So they must be, you know, this thing. Republicans thought I was Republican. Democrats thought I was a Democrat. And it's not because I was trying to be what they wanted. It's because I just didn't let on anything. And I just affirmed and just said, yeah, that's cool that you think that. I'm glad you have a belief or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. So all the lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans kids requested me as their um, whatever, I don't remember what it's called, group leader or whatever. (laughs) There's like a club, you know, and it's like the alliance and LGBTQ stuff. And I was like, I'm really honored and, you know, I don't work for free and they don't pay me for that. So I'm not going to do that. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And no, thank you. And I would have done it if they would have paid. I have no problem. I have no (laughs) problems with that. You're a grown ass person trying to pay your bills. Right. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, and, and, you know, I would have happily been in the lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans alliance and been their guide and been there because I'm super happy if someone's gay, don't care. Don't care if you're trans, none of it matters to me. But I'm just saying this to point out that I was so much an ally of, of lesbian, my lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans kids that they requested me as out of all the teachers, all the adults who worked in the school as their, their person. That's how safe they felt with me. I went to this other school, shit in the world was changing, right? Like the agenda was pushing this harder. Things were just shifting, right? I went to the alternative school where there's a lot more lesbian, gay, bisexual, and trans kids. That's kind of like, (laughs) that's just one of the things. It was one of the categories of people who usually ends up at alternative schools. I went there and all of a sudden I was the enemy of trans and gay people. I, I was the enemy because here's why one of my students I'm gonna, I don't want to say their name. So uh, what's a name that's a neutral and it could be male or female? Coco. Karen. Aaron. 
Aaron, Pat, 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 Aaron, Pat came up to me and Pat, Aaron said, uh, you know, such and such or whatever. I looked at this person and I saw breasts and I saw their cutesy, like, la la la, like very like expressive, emotional sort of way of being. They literally would skip around the room. Right. And I saw all of this and, and I said, female, and I looked at their school record it's a it's a legal document that only teachers have access to it gives you their home address their phone number their web their sex and other things and it said female so this person was a female in my mind this person never told me otherwise right i didn't fucking ask because i've never asked anybody in my life what they are and i wasn't going to just suddenly start for no reason so when that student pat aaron had uh, left the room one day, some other student said something and I said, oh, well, is she da da da? And the, and the student went, oh. and I was like, what? And they just like left the room and I was like, I have no idea what just happened. So I just went about my day or whatever. The next day that student wasn't in my class anymore and never came back again. And then some other student, not the other adults who knew what was going on, which would have been the respectful professional thing to do. But some other student came to me and was like, everyone's really mad at you uh, because you misgendered Pat. And I was like, I did. And they were like, yeah, you said she. And I was like, oh, is Pat not a she? And they were like, no. And I was like, huh because no one ever told me that okay, and they were like dude. well i mean you could have just known and i was like <laughs> how would i just know it and they is... were like well he clearly presents himself as a male and i was like uh pat's clothes are neutral pat's name is neutral oh. pat has breasts pat's legal document says female so how would i have ever guessed that pat wanted me to think of pat as a male unless pat told me to my fucking face which is what you should do if you have any of these sorts of issues in your life well here's the problem with pat here's the problem with pat (laughs) pat thinks this is real life Pat thinks people give a fuck. And yes, they're trying to shove it down people's throats. But guess what's happened to these corporations? They're getting a brain drain. People are putting up with it less and less. They're leaving woke places to go do their own shit. And guess what? These places aren't making money. So the reality is that this thing is starting to... I know people think it's getting worse and worse. I think it's getting better and better. People are waking up to it more and more. And they're starting to realize that this is not real. This is top-down bullshit. And these people, these fucking betas... And, like, I don't hate that. I don't hate gay people. I don't. I don't care. Live your life, man. Live your life. I don't care. I actually think it would be cool if we all dressed up all the time. If I got to go to work here as Darth Vader every day would be fucking awesome. We can do that. We can. We should if we <laughs> wanted to. But I don't get mad if people don't call me Darth Vader when I'm at Starbucks. <laughs> That's not real life. And this is done on purpose. Guess why? So when these kids get to a certain age and they realize the rest of the world doesn't want to deal with this bullshit, they fracture and they storm out of classrooms. And they think that's how you deal with life. And then that doesn't happen. And Okay, go on. Sorry. And they don't have to do shit anymore. Because any time. So this was the other thing that exact same year. 
uh, all of a sudden, it was very much more obvious than ever before that every student really understood how to get out of ever doing any work. Uh, and how they would do that is they would pull any number of victim cards at any num any point that anything became challenging to them. So they would be, oh, I can't even go into like how easy I made these classes. I, I was still criticized for making them too hard. Like it's it, it's mind blowing. If if you want, I can share, but it's just mind blowing. People would not even believe me. But I would just say, okay, so, you know, write down this thing on this piece of paper. Oh, whoa, I'm actually feeling really anxious right now, and I need to go whoa. sit in, no joke, my mandated, uh, what did they call it, soft space, which was a carpet and some pillows in the back corner. And then they would go lay down there and go to sleep. What are we doing, man? No, you know what they're doing, dude. This is how this is this is the Bolshevik revolution. And it has to be done very slowly. Because people now are starting to wake up to it and they're freaking the fuck out. Okay? Yes, here's the shooter. I put out a tweet. Gay people sure love to shoot up gay bars. And people are like, dude, what the what the hell? And you're like, yeah, this non-binary dude. And then they, of course, CNN gets this trans woman who looks like every person in in fucking poison, by the way. When the poison album first came out, I was like, well, those hot chicks. And then you're like, those are dudes. I'm like, why, God? Why? Right? That's what they, they like, dude. It looked like fucking uh, a band member from Poison. And she's like, uh, she's a dude. And it was so funny because eventually political correctness kills everybody. And this trans woman was like, you are not a woman. Look at you. And everyone's like, talk about the fucking kettle calling the pot a man right i mean it's like and it's just that's where it's at dude and this is what they're doing they're destroying us from the inside and what's happening is that these people like i always say this the road to success and happiness is littered with the dead carcasses of prom kings and queens okay of people who peaked in high school followed the fucking rules and kept following the rules to college and then kept following the rules in life. And they they get down to this fucking very narrow existence where they're not paid shit and they're not shown appreciation. And they just keep thinking if they conform their way, they'll fuck. And that's all it is. They're unhappy people. TikTok is full of unhappy people that conformed their way into a corner and now they're stuck. So the best way they deal with it is they paint their hair purple and they fucking say stupid shit on TikTok that makes no sense to anybody. And we, so we have this thing going on with trans people right now where they talk one in five, right? One in five. One in five people commit suicide in the trans community, right? That's a number that they use to tell you why we should completely re redo the way we raise children. But the truth of the matter is that those numbers don't take into... You, when you say that, you're not taking into account lifestyle, which includes drugs and risky behavior. It doesn't take into the fact that you are you are basically putting chemicals in your body. When you watch a pharmaceutical commercial on the on television, that's a commercial. All of them are like include suicidal thoughts. All of them, all of them. and those are for the most simple things. Now you're pumping yourself full of hormones to change your body. And you don't think that's going to include a massive dose of suicidal thoughts? 
Yeah. Uh, you're forgetting uh, any wrong medical procedure that goes wrong. They yeah. don't, they're all not 100%. They're still experimenting on how to make a dick into a vagina. I'm yeah. sure they don't got it down. Yeah. No. And doesn't it go up by 80% if you've transitioned? Because uh, oh. about 80% of people who transition wish that they never had and become suicidal. 100%. And these people are lying to them. Lying to yeah. them. Lying to them. To kids, uh, that they're going to gonna kids, be happier. The kids are lying to kids. They're lying to children. There's a special place in whatever we exist in where you, you pay a price for doing that, I hope. Because yes. you're just conforming your way. You think if you conform your way. It's like, it's like, dude, I hate to tell you guys, I know I flunked first grade, but I, I trust my beliefs on 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 medication and shit over like a lot of these doctors. I know it sounds like absolutely insanity, but it's like I'm more likely to hear like some real research off of Twitter than to go to somebody going, why do they think that? Do you know that they don't teach medical students about what's in vaccines? That is not part of the curriculum to become a doctor. You blew my also, mind. When, you blew my also mind. Also, they you, don't teach um, uh, nutrition, which is yeah. like the number one way to prevent disease, to heal and cure. I Think guess about I that. Can say, yeah, you, you know, just eat, eat and drink certain things and voila, your whole body changes and every aspect of your health changes. Like what? And they don't even go into that. If you go ask your doctor, I did this. I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis and I went to my doctor recently and I was like, look, my symptoms are all getting way worse. And so what can you do? And she's like, well, not only can we not give you any more medication, we're actually going to lower your medication because your heart is showing some signs of being adversely affected by this medication. So we need to take you off of it. So I was like, oh, so my symptoms are going to get worse. And she was like, probably. And I was like, so what should I do? And she's like, there's honestly nothing you can do. So she's telling me that I'm going to get worse until I die, which it's its own problem. Then I say, well, I've heard a lot about like these different dietary things, and I think I'm going to try that. Uh, and she said, there's no evidence that that works. Oh, um, my there's God. Only, there's only evidence that that works. There's only evidence that nutrition supports people to recover from thyroiditis. That is all that exists. Uh, but she's telling me that it doesn't exist and that I have no hope and that I will get worse until I die. Listen. That's fucked up. Listen. <laughs> if you really think that your doctor loves you with all their heart and this is not anti-doctor i'm not it's not doctors doctors have a place in society but it's time we they start. kill more people than any other profession they kill more people than any other profession i know you bring that up to people they're like whoa blah 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 you know <laughs> they just can't come to grips with that shit but what's super no. interesting dude ask your doctor about homeopathic options if they react like dracula seeing sunlight which they do all the time i've seen it with my own doctor i've seen it with my own doctor oh no 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 you don't want to try that w really you don't want to try natural remedies is that what you're telling me is that what you're telling me oh yeah yeah why i would run man i would fucking run dude and like it, it gets sad because what you have to do is your own research. Oh, when you told me when you told me that you asked the nurse what is a hepatitis C shot for, and she said I don't know. 
then why are you putting it to my kid? You no, should fucking. Be, you should be She's able to answer person. that question. But you should be able to answer why that question. Why are we giving happy shots to babies? Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, I do. I didn't want to tell. Her. You know. What was it? Riot cast? Is that you, buddy? You told me that. He gets mad at me on the internet because I didn't give him credit. <laughs> I don't know. What you, oh, really? Rain yeah. out cast or whatever your name is because you fucking. Rant, rant cast. Rant cast, I think is his name. He like he just like screams at me on the internet. And I'm like, what are we doing here? We went from friends to like you yelling at me all the time. There you go. I'm There's like, your credit, bro. I can't even remember what I have said to you. People are like, did you teach me that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I've done and said over the, like, the 40 years I've been alive. Like, how am I supposed to remember who told me shit? Like, it's just a, a giant, we're all we're all just learning as we go. We're like, all, nobody like, came up with this shit. None of this shit is new. We're all regurgitating and recycling. The whole fucking point actually is to share it with people. Like, we need to get over ourselves. <laughs> So, so you mentioned this E S E L. Is that going to be the new like culture? Is that going to be the new CRT? Are they going to like? Oh, you don't like CRT? Okay, we'll get rid of that. We got this new thing. It's called S E L. You'll love that. E S L. E S L. Dude, that's English is my second language. No, no, she said S E L. Yeah, S E L. English. Yeah. We have to have as many acronyms as possible so that nobody ever knows what the fuck is going on. That's the whole point of, of acronym, acronyms. But SEL, yeah, this is actually one of the most dangerous things about it is it can be a, a package for anything uh, to infiltrate on the on the sociocultural level. So this is indoctrination of all forms can be packaged within this. So they call it social emotional learning. Uh, and even on its face, you should be able to look at that and go, why the fuck is this in schools? So if you go back to the furthest you can with with like public education, first of all, there was a huge outcry against it. Many people were like, why would we let the government have our children? This seems pretty sketchy. Uh, we're not supposed to think about or remember that, but that's true. Um, but, you know, when people were like, well, I mean, they're just going to teach math and, and language and grammar, you know, and just these skills. And why not give your kids these skills? And I was like, well, OK, maybe we can do that. I guess that's OK. And then you go to like sixth or eighth grade usually. Uh, and that was kind of it. And if you actually look at what they were doing in sixth and eighth grade back then, it's beyond what people even do in college now. So um, that's really interesting in its own right, too. But now, you know, we had this fundamental idea that why would we send our kids to the government? We don't want our kids to be indoctrinated. We don't want someone else to have access to their young, growing minds where they're very impressionable. We don't want our kids to be taught things that aren't our values. This was the whole point of having kids is so you can instill your values your way of life, your ideas about how the world should be into these beings, and they would come and follow your footsteps and then society would keep going, right? Instead, now we sent them to government schools, but we had that as a principle. We had that as like a value that we don't inculcate doctrinate and we don't teach kids just like i said my kids never even knew if i was a democrat republican an anarchist otherwise they didn't know if i was a lesbian or straight they didn't know if i ate meat or not because it didn't matter it just mattered that they knew that i loved them and that i cared about their development and that that would that i would do whatever i needed to in order to help them and support them and that's all kids need right so any of this garbage people are saying about like well i have to tell my kids about like that i'm gay and i have a husband and what i we go to clubs on the weekend because otherwise i wouldn't be able to develop a relationship with them like i've had relationships with every student i've ever had deep relationships so many of my students would come back to me and say like you're the teacher who changed my life i love you i'm so grateful i had you and these things because i and i they didn't even know if i ate meat <laughs> so no we yeah. had this idea that you don't 
teach kids your values. You teach them skills, you teach them abilities, right? You teach them these topics and these subjects that are objective, right? When I'm teaching you math, it has nothing to do with what's socially good or right or true. And it doesn't matter because it's just a skill that you have, right? And now we're losing that. We're losing it so quickly that now we have social emotional learning, which is really just saying, we're gonna teach your kids what is the right emotion, how to deal with their emotions. We're gonna teach them about social ideas. This is exactly what we said should never be in education, but now we're saying, oh, well, no one else is getting it. And we, we don't want kids to be racist, right? So we've gotta give them social emotional learning and we've gotta like teach them this stuff. No, we don't. I don't know what anyone decided that that was necessary. I don't know why they decided it was okay. Right. They're saying that it's because kids have all these, you know, anxieties and depression and these fears about the world. And we just need them to be able to like work together and develop community and like this. But when you actually look at the curriculum for a lot of these things, it can become packaging for things like CRT, critical race theory. It can become packaging for how you're supposed to use pronouns and what. Not everyone agrees that you should know anyone's pronouns and use them, but we can put it in social emotional learning and we can make it seem like that's a worldwide universally accepted truth and that you all now have to do this and be this. And if you don't, you're a bad person. You're a backwards person. You're an uneducated person. That's not what an education was. That's not uneducated. No one should ever know. But this is like not just social emotional learning. This is actually most teachers I've ever known way before social emotional learning became part of the curriculum. Most teachers I've ever known not only don't even question whether or not they should be teaching kids their values. They assume that that's what everyone's doing and that everyone is okay with it. I went to this, you know, we were always going to conferences and different whatever stupid things. I was at this um, one of them. We're in this little breakout group and all the other teachers were like, oh, I don't even do argumentative essays anymore. I don't do persuasive essays anymore. And I was like, oh, really? It's like a pretty common, you know, like very traditional, like we're supposed to learn how to see both sides and gather evidence and determine which side we're on and make the argument for it and knowing the other side's arguments as well in order to do it well. Like that's a pretty traditional value that you can do that. In fact, if everyone could do that, the world would be a way better place. But I was like, really? Why? Like why? what? why wouldn't you do that? It's actually literally a standard too. But anyways, like, why not? And they're like, well, once you get into it, there's like kids who are going to choose abortion and there's kids who are going to choose guns. And then once they do that, they're going to be arguing that we should have guns. And I'm like, I'm still not seeing your point. What is it that you're actually, you know, worried about? And they're like, well, we can't have kids writing papers about how we should have gun rights in the classroom. Oh, we can't. So there's no debate. Can't we? There's no, so this is, no debate. We don't even have debate. We don't wow. have persuasion anymore. We don't, we don't, we're not going to let the kids even make in their own informed decisions using their own faculties and then presenting this argument. They're like, and if I do, I just have a whole list of topics they can't do. I was like, why would you ever restrict a child from thinking about something? Period. (laughs) Wouldn't you be excited if a kid is like, oh, hell yeah, I want to make the argument that drugs should be legalized. Like, cool. I don't care what argument you're making. I care that you can go research it, that you can find evidence to support your argument, that you know the other side and what they're going to say about why you shouldn't and that you address those concerns. Now you're a thinker. Cool. Yeah. It doesn't matter wow. which it's side a, you ended up on. It's none of my fucking business. There used to be actually. a safe space to try on ideas, you know, to like to just kind of, yeah. hey, I want to see what it feels like to wear that skin for a while. You know, that used to be a big part of growing up. 
And now it seems that like... That is a big part. That is a developmental stage, actually, is exactly what you just said, is that you try on all these different things, and you're like, I don't know. And then maybe a month later, you're like, actually, I don't think we should ever... I think no one should ever do drugs again. Oh, you're allowed to do that, too. You're exactly right. That is a developmental stage. It's crucial for our human development that we go through that period of time where we try on a million different things in order to determine who we are. It develops our brain. It develops our thinking. It develops our personality. And these teachers are just like, no, I'm scared that they might come to the wrong conclusions. So I'm not going to let them think. I'm not joking. This exact same conference at, you know, there's a point where we went around the room and everyone was like, if you had one thing that your students could know before they left school, uh, what would it be? And people were like, oh, the Pythagorean theorem and the mitochondria or whatever and like all this stuff. And I, and I said, logic. And everyone laughed. Everybody laughed. And I was like confused. I was like, did they think I made a joke just now? And I was like, they did think I made a joke. And I was like, what would be funny to them about this? And I was like, oh, because they think our students have logic we don't teach logic i'm the only teacher i've ever met who teaches logic period i've never met another teacher in my entire career many schools i've worked at many teachers none of them have taught logic and these teachers all just assumed that because these kids went through education they had logic they don't none of them fucking have logic nobody even knows what it is street smarts street <laughs> it smarts fell off the curriculum if they had it it wouldn't matter who they encountered where they encountered it how deep the programming because they'd have logic on their side and they'd be able to unpack it and see through any amount of bullshit and that's why i said that and those people didn't even understand what I was saying. They thought it was a joke. <laughs> That's how bad teaching is. That's how bad teachers are. Well, you know, my parents were both teachers. And uh, so I'm very sensitive to teaching. Uh, but what's happening is that you have a bunch of conformists who are just going along with what is being done because everybody's paycheck is is on the line. And I get it, man. I get it. I get that you don't want to lose your paycheck, but you're losing your society. You're losing your, 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 the future. You are not allowing children to, to flourish. Now, I will say a couple things, and this could get me in trouble. I do believe that times are changing, that some of our history is important, and I think if we don't repeat history... But I also think skill sets also start to change a little bit here and there, too. I do think kids should have a technical skill. But I also think there's also some important stuff going on with the Internet. There's going to be a lot of money in the Internet. And to be able to work on the Internet is very important. I do think we need to have technical training as well. But I do think things are changing a little bit. Uh, like when people are like getting dumber, I, get, I go, I don't know if they're getting dumber. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think they're just getting, we're allowing our children to be saturated with useless knowledge. And we have to fucking focus on that. There's new information out there. Like, like I mean, if you took some from the 1800s today, how would they work? How would they flourish today? Right? I mean, it's just a different skill set. So it's not, I don't think all is lost. We just have to really focus on not allowing our children to become emotional monkeys. Because when I do stand up all the time, that's my enemy, is the emotional monkey who comes to the comedy club and takes everything literal. And that's why I don't want to be that guy when it comes to certain type of jokes. But if I see a pattern all the time, then I have some problems. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, 
Could you? Could you, I mean? Because here it's really expensive to send your kid to private school. Could you still send them to, to public school and you ground them yourself, as in talk to them every day and figure out like, okay, with that shit, that pronoun. Yeah, I mean, shit, you have to. That's the only way I feel like you can you can send there your kids to public school. There are some places where public. I guess Santa Monica's got a great public school. There are places you can go that have phenomenal public schools, and it's really hard. You have to have somebody who's willing to sit at home. Is it going to be the mom? Is that fair to do to all moms? Uh, but somebody has to stay home. That means the whoever is working is making enough money to to f- be able to f- take care of the children. Uh, and, uh, you know, you have to make enough money to pay for everything. And sometimes that's not always possible. But I believe where there's a will, there's a way. And um, I think it's interesting. I, I believe we're waking up more and more. I think the future is bright. Uh, this may be a false reality and it's all going crazy. I don't know. But, you know, my heart hearts, I think we're we're winning. I think I think, you know, and Lindsay, uh, I want to end on this. Um, what do you think? Why do you think they're still pushing these boosters on television? Like they're almost acting like we don't have all the drops. Like we don't know the information. They're acting like everybody doesn't know somebody who is fully vaxxed, they've not only got vaccinated, got COVID, but had died of weird, mysterious reasons right after they got the booster. You're acting like we don't know this shit. I think it actually goes back full circle to where we started, you know, with Balenciaga ragging and uh, bullying at the same time. And I feel like it's the exact same thing. They're like, oh, we know that you know. We know you can look at the data and see, A, this never worked and it doesn't work. It doesn't stop transition. B, it definitely doesn't make your symptoms less or make you less likely to contract it. In fact, most of the people in the hospital and people who are dying have had their vaccines and their boosters and whatever. So we know that you can look at all that. We know that you can see all these people have these neurological effects. What are they calling it? Turbo cancer now um, and all of these other oh, things. We know you cancer. can see that, but we're still going to come out here and we're still going to tell you to get it. Uh, and then we're going to laugh at you because you can't do shit about it. So for those of you still in, you know, who are blind, we're just we're just bragging that you can't see it even now. And that those of you who aren't blind, we're intimidating you and saying, look, we even now we can still do this and no one's going to do shit about it. <laughs> you know, it is crazy. This is another this is another aspect of education that is. Uh, very sad is that it's exceptionally disempowering. It is literally built on the the psychopathy and the borderline personality model in which you are either the codependent, which is the person who is doing what you're told and being what you're supposed to be just to get by, or you become the bully, you become the psychopath, you become the borderline personality person who will hurt and harm others and control them in order to get what you want. This is all we see in education. This is the one of what uh, Gatto would call the hidden curriculum, right? Yeah. One of the things you're being taught the whole way through. Uh, and, and you end up then in society as one of those two things usually very few of us have gone past that dichotomy into actually just being a healed whole human who can logically look at things, you know, see them for what they are, unpack them, make our own decision about it, trust ourselves, be confident in what we want and create our own world, you know, intentionally. Very few people are getting to that point. Part of it is because they spent 25 years often in this system, which was meant to produce exactly that psychopathy or codependence, right? If you want to break it, if you want to make it real easy to understand, those are sort of like the two options. Um, so, you so know, psycho- what, is psycho- what is it? Psychopaths. 
Oh, we're creating yeah. psychopaths so, and and narcissists. I mean, I couldn't agree more, bit, man. I couldn't agree it's more. It's a bit of a yeah. It's a little bit of a exaggeration, but if you look at this, that was, but this isn't to say that you know borderline personality disorder, narcissism, sociopathy, and psychopathy are just one spectrum, uh, and you're either at that end, you know, or you're or you're all the way to psychopathy. They're the same sort of uh, cluster of behaviors and, and symptoms. What so, is it? sociopathy? Psycho like a sociopath okay. and a psychopath. So it, it's so very interesting, yeah. dude. It's very, yeah. very interesting, man. And, and it, it, we are weaponizing mental illness. We are encouraging it. We're we're letting people are being defined by it. And then they're going out and like there's people who go and hey, listen, man. You want to go therapy? Go therapy. I want the therapy for a short time. It's just not for me. You know, I'm somebody more like, okay, what are my problems? I'm going to deal with this and nip this shit the bud. And, you know, I may stumble a bunch of time, but eventually I'll get this. You know, everything's in 24 hours, man. You know, but we are, we are, we are, we are weaponizing and encouraging mental illness. And, and at the same time, we have decided to take away violence out of our, our society and there's a lot of good to that as well right there's a lot of good in that we do not want a society where you're just at a coffee shop and someone comes up and yeah. clocks you that should never happen that is wrong but we are also at a place where these fucking betas have no fear of getting chin checked because society has made it so that's so taboo and the threat of being thrown in jail is looms high. I mean, like, I, I dealt with a cop recently. He's like, these guys just know how to work. The, they know oh, the law. I, I was there. You yeah. were, you were, you, I want to yeah. get into specifics. But, but I, you were right. The cop was telling you, like, dude, it's. They know how to work the law. Mm-hmm. And the question is, like, is that good? I read this thing on, uh, I read this, this YouTube thing where they kind of go on this, um, they go on, uh, They this guy reads out like these Reddit posts. And people like put long Reddit posts and they, they, he reads them and they're super interesting. And this one guy was talking about how his bully next door, his dad killed his dog in front of him. And his dad, the, the guys whose dog it was, his dad went over to the dad's house and fucking crippled him. <laughs> right? And you're like, who's the bad guy in that story? I mean, it goes. I mean, the non-aggression principle. I'm pretty fond of, and that would say, yeah, if someone aggresses upon you or your family, of which your dog is, yes. uh, then you have the right to defend yourself slash be violent back to them in order to protect yourself and your. Family yeah, and we're getting away territory. from that in society. Well, I mean, the UFC fighter, prime example. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. maybe he shouldn't have hit him with the gun. Should have been fist to fucking face. Yeah, he should have punched. Yeah, him in the face. and I think we would have all let it let it slide a little bit yeah. more. But it's that example he, where he he's doesn't. He's just do, a yeah. bad shot, and he yeah. shot the wrong guy, <laughs> and now they're making him pay. But I mean, dude, go to jury on that. Who's gonna say if it comes out that guy did what? What fucking jury is gonna convict a guy for defending his child from a child molester? Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm like, I know we want to get away from knuckle-dragging shit in the society. I get that. But, man, there's some things back in the day where, like, hey, dude, you don't act like that. And, I mean, 
we go back to what you talk about, how you shouldn't be able to not have your name on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, that people, goes back to that. When you're telling me like, so yeah. much shit because you're like, dude, you're for social credit score. I'm not. I'm not. You're dumb if you think they you that because you make up a fake name on Twitter, they don't know where you are. Do you really think <laughs> that? They know exactly where you are, Mr. Bing Bing Bojangles. <laughs> they know you're Ed from Cincinnati. They're not dumb, you dumbass. I mean, but what you allow them to do is just fucking go off and be internet tough guys. I mean, you did you ever find out about that Reddit guy that was a super troller and he he had a he was disgusting. He had like uh, underage pictures of girls, not nothing pedal, but just like very provocative. They found out who he was. He had a wife, kids. Yeah, of Shit course. ruined his whole life. Ruined, it was he was on ABC or one of those like sixty minutes where like, hey, how did you feel? He's like, I was a piece of shit. If I would have never came out, I would have never. But it's that thing where it's like it ruined his life. If it finally comes out, which they do know, they will find out. If you they do know where out. you are, bro. They know where everybody is. They know it all. And just like, am I okay with that? No, we should have privacy. But if you're on the internet, they know where you are. You got to sign up for Twitter. You sign up for Twitter, Mr. Mr. Bojangles. Like, they know where you are. They know who I, you I are. I get the, 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 what they're saying, that you shouldn't have to put your name out there if you don't want to. Though. Uh, and, and you should, you, there should be Listen, a Listen, the only place you shouldn't have to put that. your name out is on Pornhub. <laughs> That's right. it. Yeah, but what if, yeah. But if you're going to go on the internet and talk shit to people, like, how about about you just shouldn't talk shit to people? How about that? I I would love that, Johnny. That would actually be choice number one. Please don't talk shit to people. But choice (laughs) number two is put your fucking name on it, tough guy. You want to go out there? We used to have a concept. (laughs) Sorry. We used to have a concept of public and private, you know, and we really are losing that very quickly if it's not gone altogether. And so when we say that we want privacy, uh, we used to understand that that meant in private. So like in my house, this is my space. Like it's none of your business what I do here with my family or with my whatever. Like it's none of your business. This is my space. You know, this is that's what this is. But in public, it's public, you know. And so if I go out into public, I'm not actually able to hide my identity or people can see me. I mean, they can see like, oh, that's that's Lindsay. She lives over there. That's no longer private. So we understood that. And, and the internet makes it hard because we say like, well, we want privacy online, but it's like, well, you're out in public when you're online, when you're doing anything on the internet, you're out in public, you know, unless you've made some sort of private chat room or something, I guess there's some sort of privacy there. It's not really the same though. Um, so I don't, I think when you're choosing to interact in a public space, you're kind of choosing to give up your privacy. That's, that's just like going to the market or going downtown and walking around, like you're no longer private anymore. Uh, and you know, maybe that's just how we need to understand it, that you're, you're choosing to go out in public. It's interesting when people will be like, well, nobody, nobody asked you your opinion, like on a post somewhere. And I'm like, well, you literally said something out loud in public. So I'm I'm going to say something back to you. You don't get to decide if I do or not, unfortunately for you. Um, that's what public is, you know? So maybe we just don't understand public and private anymore. And we need to reestablish like what is public, what is private and what's the behavior when you're in public. you know, this is one of the things is like, people would go to private spaces and beat their wife or their kids. And like, everyone was like, well, that sucks. We can't really do anything about that. But you did, wouldn't go out in public and beat anyone because people will beat the shit out of you. Cause like now we That's can't do something point. about it. Twitter, right? Instagram, public, public place, public place. 
But I like that he's like, but you know, Elon, and we could have a discussion on who, what Elon represents is fine. But he's like, your DM should be encrypted. I think so. That's private. That should definitely be Fair. private. That is not public space. Right? Right. So that's right. what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to go, you don't have to be on Twitter. The reason I'm against social credit score when it comes to your money is because you have to go out there, you have to buy food to eat. You don't have to be on social media. You choose to be on social. I choose it because it's how I do business. But I could go drive a taxi and never have to be on social media. People would say that to you too, though, that you don't have to be on there if you don't like the way. I don't. I don't. I really don't. He isn't as much. And I can't. I choose to be on social media because it helps promote my, my thing. But based on my shadow banning, you know, I'm basically not on it. Is it better now on Twitter? <laughs> Twitter, it's great. Yeah. I, I mean, actually get love. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I get like a thousand likes on a lot of tweets. You're seeing that all over the place now. People I saying- don't. I Dude, I used to be, if I got to a thousand likes on old Twitter, it was two weeks till they got rid of that Twitter account. Every time. It's crazy. Lindsay, this was great. Thank you so much for you coming on. Great. I really appreciate it. One more time, tell them where they can find I know we didn't get to all your stuff, but we got to a lot of it. And... But oh, it yeah. was a great. I'm glad we got to talk about that stupid ass fashion. Fake tough guys, fake tough guys. <laughs> you little fucking fake tough guys. You wave models acting like you're tough. You ain't fucking shit. Uh, tell them where they can find you. Um, thank you, thank you for having me on. I don't, I don't care what we get to. It's just awesome to come uh, hang out with you guys and talk with you all. It's always a, a fun time. So thanks for having me. But rogueways.org is the best place to go. It's got all the stuff I do. If you want to work one on one, I do educational um, advising as well. So uh, if or consulting, and so if anybody wants to talk about anything educationally or you know get some advice about homeschooling or anything else, then they can do that. But I also do spiritual work one-on-one with people. My shop is there. I have an event coming up, One Day of Brightness. It's on December 18th uh, in uh, celebration of the winter solstice. We do this every year for every solstice and equinox just to bring more brightness and light into our lives and to um, get some health, some wellness. And it's a really cool event. So it's uh, virtual if anybody's interested. Then it's also recorded. If you can't make it to one of the sessions, then you can come back and watch it afterwards. Uh, and the show is on every podcast app, Rogue Ways. Middle Path is also there. It's just um, for supporters only. So if you're a supporter on Rockfin or on Apple Podcasts, then you get the exclusives, uh, including the monthly tarot readings, which I'm going to do today or tomorrow uh, for December. So those are always exciting, too. A little look ahead and see what's coming. But, yeah, I think that's everything. And um, thanks for having me. You guys rock. Greatly appreciate, Lindsay. Guys, again, but at the time of this recording, there was about maybe 40 tickets left for for uh, Fresno. So I hope you grab them quickly because when they're gone, they're gone. Uh, Caluso, California, grab those tickets as well. Just go to com, And uh, those will be my last. And then the Comedy Chaos. Why are chaos- you ever in Denver? Come to Denver. I'm working on I don't know why. I keep holding out for comedy works, but it just seems like a dead end. I'm going to talk to my one buddy about it, but I would love to be at the comedy works. That would and be And Charlie Robinson and I could come see you. Oh, by the way, one more show I do with Charlie Robinson and Corey Hughes and X Cubed 420 is on Sundays. It's called Day Zero. You can also get it on podcast apps or you can come watch us live on Sundays at 5 p.m. Eastern uh, on the Roadways Rockfin channel. So 
that's also something. But all right. I'm sure Charlie and I would love to see you in Denver. So I would love that. Happen. I'd love to see you guys. I love Charlie. Corey's great. And uh, I love you too. So, you know, great show. Great stuff going on at Rockfin. It's, you know, they're doing amazing things. I do hope Twitter offers video because then it will be a crazy time over there. Uh, but, guys, again, <laughs> grab your tickets at samtribute.com. We love you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim Foyle hacked. Tim Foyle hacked.